Hey guys, this is Fiorella Nira. Welcome to the Planner and Training Podcast. Well, thank you so much for doing the Planner and Training Podcast with me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited to talk about all the talking points that I've received from you and get to know you a little bit more. Um, The first things first, tell me about yourself and what you do. So I am the founder and editor-in-chief of Love, Inc., which is an equality-minded wedding blog. We uh, feature equal representation of both straight and same-sex couples, um, use gender-neutral language, just really create inspiration that can be, you know, appreciated by everybody, no matter your orientation or identity. Um, So that's, I started that in 2013. And um, it's been great. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, for equality and it kind of marries my passions for the wedding industry as well as, you know, LGBTQ rights. And so tell me, when did you start this? So I launched Love, Inc. in, two, in 20... Uh, I launched Love, Inc. in 2013. And um, prior to that, I've, you know, I... I've always been an editorial. Um, I went to school for journalism and interior design. And my first foray into publishing after college was in more of the shelter publications. Um, so, for example, my first job was like, at El Decor magazine. Um, so I was in the print world. This was, you know, oh my circa gosh. 2007 uh, before the um, downfall of a print publication. Okay. And so... It was right around the time when, you know, a lot of blogs started, you know, creating amazing content and just really being, you know, in full throttle. So um, I had the opportunity to switch to digital, which I did. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, as much I love print, I'm a print girl. um, But sadly, like, you know, the way the content is consumed um, and was starting to be consumed at that time, it just made sense to go into the digital world. And I've been there ever since. So that that's really cool, but I have to go back to one thing. You used to work for El Decor. Yeah, El Decor magazine. Oh uh, my god, that's my favorite magazine. I wait every week because I actually get it in print because I yeah. still love printed magazines. I love print. I know yes. I love print. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of you know dream job. I was I had moved to New York, didn't know anybody, didn't have a job. Um, it was you know something that is really hard to do unless you're young and dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I had, you know, the, the naivety of uh, a 22 year old and I just did it and I made it happen for myself. And, um, it was a dream job for me. I was, you know, on low on the totem pole. I was a lowly editorial assistant, but it was amazing getting to be on set for photo shoots and, and, you know, editing publications and issues and, Uh. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I I do miss the print days. I I love <laughs> kind of going over layouts and you know those late night edits and um, you know it's it's different. Yeah. But um, I love I love publishing on the blog too. It's just it's just different. <laughs> it, is, it is. I I can see how it is different. So tell me, um, you've had this magazine for since twenty thirteen. What mm-hmm. what made you start a online magazine? 
So I really uh, saw this void in the industry. Um, there's so, as you know, there's so many amazing resources out there for couples planning their weddings. Um, but at the time, there wasn't really anyone being truly, truly inclusive with their content. Um, it was either blogs were focusing on the bride and groom or they were just focusing on LGBTQ, couple, LGBTQ couples, which, you know, both resources were great, but... I saw this need for just, you know, why is it called a gay wedding? It's just a wedding. Yeah. So I, you know, made it my mission to kind of fill that void and create a space that, you know, didn't have bride in the title, that uses gender neutral language, that, you know, showed the exact same amount of gay weddings and straight weddings and lesbian weddings. And that's, you know, how Love Inc. was born. And it's been very well received, um, you know, five year, almost five years strong. We're, we're growing and growing every day. Um, we saw a lot of growth in 2017. So I'm eager to see where 2018 is going to bring us. Well, congratulations. And I do agree. I think <clears throat> nowadays it's, it is all about not, not all about as in a trendy way, but it is a, a way of maybe referring to people and without really labeling things because like you said it's not a gay wedding it's just a wedding right and it's so hard sometimes to talk to people that are, are minded that way and it's also difficult when you when we have been trained right i still find myself writing bride and groom and i'm just like what am i doing it is and it's you know it's kind of setting your mind into it you know you have to retrain it's it's been ingrained into our minds so much in the wedding the wedding industry is extraordinarily heteronormative and you have to retrain your brain to think you know couple or soonlywed or, or more gender neutral terms as opposed to just bride and groom because um you know for so long like that's all that was out there as far as you know publishing wise and so um you know helping i, I help wedding pros you know really make that adjustment in their marketing materials and you know, the way that they speak to couples and just really, you know, even though you're LGBT friendly, does your brand and your, your, the copy that you use and the words that you use, is it reflective of that? So, um, you know, I've really kind of made it my mission to help evolve the industry and it, it has, it's evolved tremendously Quite a uh, bit. Yeah. over the last few years and, but there's still a long way to go. So. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I agree that we have so, I think not just the industry, but, um, communities, the yeah. country has a long way to go. Yes, definitely. Um, so let's get talking to, let's get talking about publishing tips and a little bit, you, you were the editor, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So we really want to pick your brain about how you pick what weddings to to publish? How do you pick your style shoots? Tell me about that. What does Love Inc. really focus on, on its features and its monthly and weekly posts? So, and, and every publication is different. So when I yes. say this, you know, just know it's just for Love Inc. Um, every publication, you know, has their own style and niche. Um, but we, uh, you know, we love details, but we really focus on the love story. I've published some features that were not detail oriented by any means. I've, I've published elopements in City Hall. Um, and what I look for is those emotional captures and that beautiful photography um, and that love story. And so that's kind of what our focus is on. Details are great. Details are, are wonderful for Pinterest. Um, but 
for our Instagram, for our readers, they love those emotional shots. Those are the ones that do best for us. So that's, you know, and I love that because I love the love story. You know, for me, right. I'm, I'm glad my readers get it um, because every couple has their own special love story. And I love that I'm the one who gets to, to help share the, help them share it with the world. So um, that's, you know, that's what we, we look for. We look for those really beautiful, amazing, candid, emotional captures and, you know, just, to be able to pull quotes from the couple that really, um, you know, illustrate significant moments in, in their relationship. Uh, that's for us is what makes a really great engagement feature or real wedding feature. Um, first styled shoots, it's different, you know, for the first, I would say two years, I actually did not feature styled shoots just because our focus was on the love story. Um, right. and obviously like style shoots, you know, it's, it's a different, uh, beat, but, with styled shoots, you know, at the same time, I had a responsibility to showcase inspiration to my readers. So I began accepting styled shoots. And when it comes to styled shoots, we really look for, um, you know, elements that we haven't seen everywhere else. Uh, it's it's an op awesome opportunity for wedding pros to really, like, flex their creativity muscles. So, you know, creating trends that, trends that you know, are just coming up the – coming up in popularity or, or making your own um, things that we just haven't seen in weddings yet because it just hasn't reached that level. Uh, we love seeing that. And, um, you know, anytime that there's a same-sex couple is always like a plus. You know, if you have a model as a same-sex couple, it's always a plus for us yeah. um, of our demographic. But, um, but yeah, so really beautiful details. We do require tablescape images for any style shoots. Um, so I know a lot of wedding pros do these beautiful portraits that are, you know, a bride and a bouquet. Yeah. And, um, for us, I've, I've had to turn away some really beautiful ones, but for us, we do require, you know, a, some kind of decor design element, uh, often usually like a tablescape to really round out that feature. That's I, so I, it's probably taken you a while to figure out what you guys like and what your readers really like. But also, it sounds like, from what I'm getting, you also started from what you like to see and yeah. what connected with you, right? Because, exactly. you know, for me, if I'm going to do something like this, I want to, to be passionate about it. And if I'm doing, you know, obviously, you have to, you always have to pivot and adapt at some point in your business. Like that's just running a smart business. Right. Um, but for me starting out, like it was important to do what I loved. And then hopefully my readers got it, which they did. And, you know, like I said, I adapted like styled shoots. I didn't necessarily feel were a good fit for my beat. But um, I found that, you know, I, I felt I had a responsibility to my readers. Uh, so I, I added it in and, and it's, it's all about trial and error. You know, you see what works, you see what doesn't. Yeah. Um, obviously with Pinterest, like that's, that's a huge traffic driver for us. So those detail shots, those creative shots, um, that's, that's bringing us traffic on Pinterest, whereas on Instagram, it's a different story. So you have to, you have to be smart about it. So, um, I want to kind of start, oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah. I had a little weird noise, so I thought maybe I lost you. So obviously for you, you think for you, for your publication, it is more important for you to have the wedding story and the combination of both. Have you ever helped other publications? Um, do you, is that what you typically recommend for 
other pros working on their their weddings that they've they're they're submitting? Yeah, so we have I I'm part of a very very strong group of wedding bloggers. We are all friends. We are in a Facebook group together and oftentimes if there's a you know, a publication that's or a submission that's not a great fit for our, our publication, but we really love it or or we love the vendors involved, um we share it on there, you know, hey, would anyone be interested in this? It's not quite a right fit for my blog, but um, you know, would anyone be interested and I'll pass it along. We absolutely do that. Um, like I said, every, you know, blogger has their own, you know, niche and style of weddings yeah. feature. So, um, we definitely, you know, play, play in the playground and share for sure. And as an editor, how many submissions do you typically see a, a week? It really varies. Um, I mean, we've gotten, I mean, it's nowhere near some of them. Uh, some of the, the more larger publications get hundreds a week. We probably get like 30. Um, wow. It can, be, it can be more or less during, you know, depends on the season. Uh, we like to, editors call it submission season. It's between the holidays and before uh, spring, summer wedding season begins because photographers are editing photos and, and sending it. <laughs> so we get, you know, and an influx in submissions during that time. Um, but yeah, we, we usually average around 30 and it's a mix between, you know, direct directly through our site um, and our submissions link or through tools like Matchology. And do you publish every week? How often do you publish on your blog? So our editorial calendar is um, Monday's styled shoots, Tuesday's content, Wednesday's are weddings, Thursday's content, and Friday's are engagement shoots or proposals. Um, we've just started adding, just because we've gotten so many submissions lately and they've all been so beautiful, we started adding, you know, doing an, an additional wedding on Tuesdays. Um, okay. So we're, st and, and, you know, our readers want to see that. So again, you know, pivoting is <laughs> more work for us, but yeah. Um, but our readers want to see it, so and we want to provide that for them. So we've just, I would say, even only like a month ago, started adding one more slot for weddings that we do a week. Wow, every day of the week—that's amazing. <laughs> what are what? So what are the the must-haves that you're looking for in those thirty submissions that come in weekly? So you know, for must-haves. Every editor is going to have different needs, um, which is really important. I can't stress this enough to research the publications that you want to submit to, to A, make sure it's a good fit style-wise, and B, make sure you have everything that, you know, you're sending everything that you that they need to, to review it. So, um, for example, with us, we prefer vertical shots. We don't feature black and white photos. Um, and we love those emotional shots. Uh, not all blogs, you know, some blogs want to focus on the details. So, you know, they they could do without the emotional shots. It's not a fit for their for their site. So yeah. it's really, you know, take a look at the content that they are featuring on their Instagram and on their blog and just get a good sense of what it is. I mean, you're not going to send a rustic wedding to a blog that focuses on classic style, for instance. I agree. So, yeah, and you know, for us, like we we like to have a variety of images to choose from. Um, I prefer usually around seventy five to a hundred, uh, but 
you know, some some editors want the whole gallery. You know, I, I personally don't want to take an hour to go through the gallery, so please <laughs> select. Um, but some editors just really want to have a very strong hold on, on the photos that they're choosing. So, um, you know, it all depends on the editor and, you know, and I have to plug Matchology again just because it's such an amazing tool. It's actually streamlined for you. So the gallery is, is you know, it, it gives we've all like all the editors who are part of Matchology yeah. we've told them what we wanted and they've kind of created a system that is you know universal so the questionnaire is universal the you know how many images to supply is the the recommended amount is universal so it's all kind of like agreed upon which is really nice yeah um, <laughs> Brittany is is Matchology like um oh what's that really popular one it's a submissions platform yeah okay it's, it's a submissions platform. Um, it was actually created by Isle Society and the editors oh. of Isle Society, which full disclosure, I'm, I'm a part of. Um, yeah. But it's it's amazing because we were able to create something that, uh, you know, based on our process and how the actual like publishing and submissions process works. So it's extremely robust and streamlined. Um, we've heard only like amazing things from photographers and planners who use it. Um, it's, it's, as an editor, I love it. And it has this matching algorithm that takes this, you know, you put, you put in this, the setting and the style and the location, all these details that then matches you to blogs that the, it would be a good fit for. So wow, if it's, you know, a mountain Tennessee wedding, it'll match you to mountainside bride or the bride link, which is a local wet, uh, Tennessee blog. So it's it's really really awesome, and as an editor, it's it's really improved my um, approval rate because you know it's sending me submissions that are more of a match than just you know these blanket submissions that I was getting. Yeah, and so that's great. <laughs> is it is it costly for vendors to join that? Do you know? Well, it's um I'm trying to remember what I think it's like seventy nine dollars for an annual, so it's like you know oh that's not, not bad. Too bad. Yeah, it's like a couple cups of coffee if you break it down, you know, month to month. Right. Um, they have a trial, so they, you can do a free trial with them um, where you can do 30, I think it's 30-day free trial and just really get a sense of it and, you know, see if you like it and you can always cancel, so. But it's as an editor, I love it. Um, I've heard really good things from Wedding Pros on that side of it, so. Yeah, so moving, I, I'm sorry to kind of distract us and going that way, but going back to what we were talking about when people since you have at least 30 submissions that come to you to me that's a lot that's a lot to look through but what are what are the some of the biggest mistakes that you have seen coming through in submissions so and again I have to say <laughs> submitting work that isn't a fit for the site um, I get you know our site is based on you know, they have everyone we feature has to be open to working with same-sex couples. Like it's that's just a requirement. And I can't tell you how many times when we check, we do our due diligence. We literally email every wedding pro whose whose work is submitted to us. Yeah. And um, I can't tell you how many times we've gotten you know people who aren't open to it, and you know that's it's just a waste of time. So just really you know communicate to the entire vendor team, you know, designate a person to do the submitting and make sure that the entire vendor team is is on board 
with that selection and then just, you know, submit to ones that, that you know is a good fit based on yeah. the research that we talked, that you that you did earlier that we spoke on. Right. Um, and just, you know, kind of, you don't want to waste your time submitting because submissions, it takes a while and you don't want to waste the editors. So just really, you know, have a good idea before submitting, like where you're going to submit this to. And then, you know, find out their preferred submissions process. Um, another mistake uh, is the details. I, like, I can't tell you how many times I've received styled shoots with, like, flatware placed wrong or it's crooked or, you know, uh, linens that, that have wrinkles in them. So just, oh, you know, I... No. I've gotten pictures like that after doing a styled shoot, like, from my photographer. Because sometimes, you, you know, we move things around to get mm -hmm. certain shots of just the menu and then they'll move back to do the entire table, but they we didn't put back the silverware. And that's always heartbreaking because I'm like, they're going to see that. They're not going to yeah. like it. <laughs> you know, we we have to be detail-oriented. Um, so making sure those, like, mistakes, such as the crooked play settings or, you know, wires or uneven linens, um, make sure that those are fixed before just so they don't ruin otherwise good shots. Um, and then, like, wedding tables, they, you know... A, you have like the gorgeous place settings and the centerpieces, but they also have, you know, not so pretty necessities like salt and pepper shakers or water pitchers. Oh, I so know. Remove <laughs> those. You know, you're doing the if a photographer's you're doing the the detail shots before the day. You know, the day event starts to yeah. happen. Remove them. Take your photos and then put them back. Um, just to get that that really beautiful shot with all without all those like you know, necessity items, but not, not so pretty on page. Um, and then another one is really think about themes. Um, I get, you know, we get a lot of submissions that are theme based. So like Valentine's day is a big one. Okay. Um, most editorial calendars are booked weeks, if not months in advance. So you definitely want to produce these more time sensitive shoots with, you know, enough notice to secure that placement. So, for example, I received a Valentine's Day shoot that was submitted on February 1st. Like, I can't I can't feature that, A, because the slot's already filled. Yeah. Um, you know, and B, like, just time to, to connect with the vendors and, and everything. It's just, it's very limiting. So, to really um, have a better chance of, of getting picked up, you know, you want to n produce and submit months in advance to secure that placement because, you know, we only have so many posts that we can do for Valentine's Day. Like, you're not going to run, you know, Valentine's Day posts for, you know, two months. You, exactly. you have a two-week window maybe, if not one day. So, um, you know, you really want to to have that, you know, when you're going into a, a shoot and, and you have a very specific theme like that, you want to make sure, you know, it's done right and, and get very well in advance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so this, it's just, it's uh, a lot of things when it comes to submitting work. It, it really is. Is there any like really big change that has happened in the past year in submissions that you have noticed that people who are working on styled shoots or even before the wedding season starts 
should be keeping in mind? I know we've already talked a lot, but I just wanted to know if there was anything else. Yeah, I think, um, again, like Matchology launched this past year, and I think that's been, you know, it's made a huge impact on, you know, submissions and the wedding industry in general. Um, it's allowed, there's there's a whole community around it. It's really allowed wedding pros to connect with editors in a way that wasn't really done before. Um, there's a Facebook group. If you're part of Matchology, there's a Facebook group for wedding pros of Matchology. And it's allowed us to really establish these relationships, which I think is so important because, you know, as an editor, we see submissions and, you know, you, you see the names, but you don't know the face. You don't know the person behind it. Yeah. Um, and when you do recognize the person, you, you know, you're probably less likely to be as picky as you would yeah. normally be. You know, you want to publish your friends. So I think, you know, having those relationships with editors, whether it's, you know, through Facebook groups or, you know, connecting with them through social or if they're local, meeting them for coffee, um, I think can play a huge role in, you know, your acceptance rate. Because, you know, when you recognize the name behind the submission um, and you know that Wedding Pro is a cheerleader for your publication, they're not just blindly submitting, um, we're, you know, we want to encourage that. We want to encourage that relationship. That's that's a really really good uh, that's really good advice there. I think I I agree. I mean that's part of your network, right? As well. So yeah. if if they're growing, so are you. It's it's that simple. Exactly, and you know the wedding industry. It's small, like compared to some industries. It's it's a relatively small industry, and you know when you're able to connect with people, and um, whether it's through social or in person, I think it it really it it's beneficial for both parties. I agree. So I have a question that just came up um, right now because we were talking about this um, kind of working together and styled shoots and it's kind of, it's something that um is talked about a lot in our industry because um we put work towards certain events and certain styled shoots do you have any advice on how to properly credit people in photos in social media and anywhere else so we you know when you're submitting i always say submit all the vendors just anyone involved, you know, include them in the submission. Um, and if you include their social handles too, we, I promise, will love you forever. I'm <laughs> <spent so much laughs> hunting down social handles. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyone involved, because every, again, every editor has their own process. But if, you know, the more people who you tag in a post, the more likely it's going to be shared. And a lot of, um, Submitters don't realize this, but like dress designers and shoe brands, yeah. like you don't think to credit those, whether it's for a wedding or a styled shoot. But if we have that information and we credit like Badgley Mishka, you know, the bride was wearing Badgley Mishka shoes, like Badgley Mishka, who knows? They may pick that post up and exactly. re regram it. So um, Haley Page, for example, is she comments on pretty much all user generated content that is that is her dresses she will comment on it um so to get you know these major brands and major designers like you know integrating with your with your work you know you're having the designer of the dress like commenting on your work like that's huge and right. 
you know, if we don't have that information, like I can sometimes tell who designed the dress, but you know, it's not, you know, there's a lot of wedding dresses out there yeah. <laughs> to know unless we have the info. So even, you know, obviously you're going to credit the photographer, the planner, the floral designer, but credit the brands too that you pulled from or, or that the couple was wearing because, you know, if we're able to tag that in our social post, that's going to be really, really fantastic. Um, if it gets picked up, it, it kind of just boosts your, you know, availability of, of yeah. being reposted. So of course, and that and again, that goes back to working with somebody else, right? Because we're giving credit to a designer, the shoe designer. And if they're they're already active on social media, if they do pick you up and post it in theirs, I mean, that's all gonna just come back to you. Um, exactly. So it's like, it just goes a full circle you helping others and others help you. I think the mentality yeah. if you keep that mentality, it's just it's always beneficial. I don't know. It's always been beneficial to me um, to just go in with a with good intentions of helping others. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, the more that it's shared, the more that it's seen, the more traffic that we see on our end, more exposure for the wedding pros involved. So it's just, you know, it's it's and we see that. And if a post does really well by this one, you know, photographer, then we're going to remember that for next time as editors. Like, OK, their work does really well because they're sharing it with their whole network and, and their following and, you know. Yeah. Remember that, so. Brittany, do you ever do any other type of speaking? Um, do you do workshops, anything like that? Um, I do, yeah. So I speak on, you know, LGBTQ inclusive, inclusivity and, and how you can, um, you know, market to LGBTQ couples and, and educate wedding pros on the language that they use and the sensitivity to that they need to have towards specific issues for uh, planning weddings with LGBTQ couples. So I do speak on that. Um, you know, I've spoken a bit on, on submissions. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely have, you know, a lot of thoughts on it. So, you know, those those two things in particular, um, I love sharing my my wisdom with the world with. <laughs> well, thank you, because it's very much appreciated. I think this whole movement of a few years ago that, you know, if you have the knowledge, if you've already made the mistakes and you know what works and well, if you share it, it's just going to better the industry overall. Absolutely. And I think that's what's made the industry grow so much as well. So Brittany, how can people find you? So you can find me on loveinkmag.com as well as at loveinkmag on all social platforms. Yeah. And do you manage your social media? I do, yep. Oh, wow. I sure do. Um, I do have an assistant editor who does a lot of the con- who does a lot of the content. Yeah. Uh, but I handle, you know, the business side of things, social media, advertising, partnerships, all that good stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, small thank but you. mighty. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I it's been invaluable. I I would, you know, I this whole podcast thing has opened my eyes and how many people I just absolutely adore because they're willing to share their knowledge. So I, it, I'm just sending you a big, big thank you for your willingness to do this and look out when the podcast comes out. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.